We know we can't do it without your guidance, without you giving us the health to do it and the whereby to do it. So we ask you, Lord, let the Holy Spirit lead us, guide us, and bless our lives. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. If you would this morning, turn to 3 John, a little book of 3 John. I started to say chapter 1, but there ain't but 1. And so if you would please, the little book of 3 John. I love this book. I, 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 at times in my personal life that I have been through, I've turned to the little book of 3 John and read it over and over for my own benefit, my own blessings. Uh, but last night I was sitting reading it and, and thanking God for each one of you, each one of our church members, each one of the people that over the years have served the Lord here in this place and been blessings. I cannot believe sometimes I sit down by myself and think about all the people that's gone through this church and been used to the Lord, to serve the Lord, and uh, leading the choir, playing the piano, ushering, teaching Sunday school classes. It's been absolutely amazing how God has worked uh, through the years and using people. And the book of Third John has a lot to say about that. So if you would please, let's begin to read verse 1. The elder, under the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth as in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers which have borne witness of the charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such, that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who left to have the preeminence among them receives us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds, which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words, and not content therewith, neither doeth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and cast them out of the church. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God. But he that doeth evil has not seen God. Demetrius hath good report of all men, and of the truth itself, yea, and we also bear record, and ye know that our record is true. I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. But I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee, our friends salute thee, Greet the friends by name. Heavenly Father, I ask that you let the Holy Spirit today teach us what is meant in this great book to each one of us. We love thy word today, and I ask you, dear Lord, to teach us to love it more. 
In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. I was reading this, and this third epistle now was written to a believer named Gaius. And verse 1 says, The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Now the New Testament mentions the name Gaius four other times. Paul mentions one in Romans chapter 16 verse 23 and refers to him as his host. In 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 15, Paul tells us uh, he baptized one Gaius at Corinth. In Acts chapter 19 verse 29, Paul speaks of Gaius of Macedonia, one of his fellow helpers in his journeys, who was arrested by the mob of Ephesus. In Acts chapter 20 verse 4, Paul speaks of Gaius of Derby, who accompanied Paul and Timothy on their journey into Asia. Now there's no way of knowing whether either of these are this same Gaius or not, but Gaius was a common name in those days. John doesn't say whether or not Gaius hip. Uh, held office or not in the church it would seem though that he was a man of influence John greeted him as well beloved which tells us they were good friends John also speaks of him as one whom he loved in the truth meaning they were brothers in the faith in verse 2 he said beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Now the, we, the Greek word here for wish is the same word that's used for prayer. Therefore we know Paul prayed for this good man and notice what Paul prayed for. That thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Now notice here uh, Paul wanted this man to be as well off physically as he was spiritually. I'm glad that Mrs. Harden brought up this man. He wants to serve the Lord, and uh, he's having his wife is having trouble, and uh, he's hindered uh, from serving the Lord by his wife's health, and that has nothing to do with her. Not whether she's in any fault or not. It's just simply that you can't serve the Lord all the time like you want to because of physical things that happen to you. And they're out of your control. And uh, what we need to pray for, as uh, was brought to our attention this morning, and I know that uh, Shelly called me last night, late in the night, and was talking to me, and she said, I hope we can be there this morning. And they couldn't be here this morning because of Ron's health. And carrying on. Now that's out of their control, amen, at this time. They want to be here. And the Bible tells us what to do in these cases. Pray for them. I'm not a doctor. I can't take care of them like I would like to. But there's one thing I can always do, and any of us can do, and that's to mention them by name and pray for them. That they, first of all, they have good health. And not only that, but they will prosper spiritually. Now, in both of these instances, in Romans chapter 1 and verse 10, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2, in both of these instances, the word prosper is used and carries the same meaning John spoke of. John uh, desired uh, success and happiness for Gaius. Success in business, 
in domestic relations or any other translation which a Christian might become engaged in. Now the lesson here is this then. We're to pray for our Christian brothers and sisters, not only for spiritual well-being or success, but also success in everyday affairs. You know, a lot of people think that a preacher, this is it. I mean, I'm supposed to be right here when y'all leave. I'm supposed to be right here when you're gone and everything else. Not so. I live the same kind of life you do. In and out of the church, in and out of the... Uh, but we're to be busy about... We're to have on our private affairs, we're to pray for one another that we would have success in our private affairs. You know, ever since I've been saved, I've been praying... Uh, I never have wished anybody any uh, bad situation in their private affairs. I want everybody to be able to pay their bill. I want everybody to be a good neighbor to their neighbors around them. I don't care who you are. But especially if you're a Christian, we ought to pray for one another at your private affairs would be right with the Lord and you'd be blessed in your private affairs. And... Uh, verse 3, uh, one of the reasons that I got to thinking about this last night, I cannot believe how many people that I know that watches everything I do. Now, whether you believe this or not, I don't like that. Amen? I, I make mistakes. I'm a human being. I made one mistake one time. But uh, what I am saying is I am not perfect, but a lot of people think that I am. And they, they really do. My neighbors over the lake, they think I can walk on water. Just simply because I stepped in a boat and pushed across the lake, and they didn't see the boat. And uh, But a little boat that was under me, and they come flying around there. We've seen you do everything else, preacher. I, did you really walk on water? No, I didn't walk on water. But uh, they watch me every move I make. And sometimes I can feel them little beady eyes watching me. Uh, everything I do. Now, uh, the only reason I told you that is this. I pray for you. I pray for every one of our church members. With it, for this reason, I want you to live that kind of life that somebody's watching you. In our everyday personal affairs, that God would bless you. God would watch over you. God would keep your temper intact. God would keep your life your bills paid up, and everything about you, that you are an example to the world. And we're to pray for one another about those things. I, I remember one time a, a man and woman in a church we was at before came to me one time and said, Pastor, can, can you help me in my financial problem? I said, yes, I can, if you listen to me. And they sat down and I said, do you tithe? No, we can't afford to tithe. I said, there's your problem. And you've got to tie first, and then God will bless you. But sitting down with them and talking to them about their financial affairs, they were literally paying their house payment and their car payment on a credit card. Now, you think about that for just a minute. Back then, at that time, that particular time, I think that the percentage that they were charging them on that credit card, like 22% on a credit card, and you making a house payment and everything else about you. You're going to be broke in a little while, and you're digging yourself a hole that you can't get out of. Now, I can't live their life for them. You know what? Most people come to the church and they want the pastor to do, give me some money. 
I don't have no money. And I can't give everything that I got away, but there's one thing I can do. I can pray for you. And I can pray that God will lead you on how to have and how to live your everyday affairs. And that's what uh, uh, he's talking, Paul's talking about here to this young, or to this man, Gaius. He said, I pray for your everyday affairs. He's not just interested in your uh, spiritual aspects, if I can put it in that respect. Not just when you go to church, but when you're out of church. And we're to pray for one another. So the lesson here is we are to pray for our Christian brothers and sisters for spiritual well-being as, as, as success in everyday life. Verse 3, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Now here's a very important verse. Notice when someone tells us of another Christian God is using successfully, then we are to rejoice with them, not be envious of them. You know, I'd love to hear somebody being blessed with God. I'm talking about a preacher. I'm talking about uh, somebody that's uh, like an evangelist or, or a missionary that's having success in the Lord. Man, I, I love to rejoice in them. I, I don't want to be a jealous person. Well, God don't. I'd like a man come up to me one time and said to me, God don't bless me like He blesses you, Brother Strong. I don't understand it. And he was envious in his talking to me about how God had blessed me. Well, I'm not envious of anybody. I want to see God blessing them. And here's a very important verse here. If we are to pray for spiritual success for any brother and sister in the Lord that's doing something for the Lord. Sometimes just a kind word of praise and not uh, psychiatry uh, flattery or I can cause a worker for the Lord to press on. Where to get them to go on? It's like a brother of mine up in North Carolina went to his church and they had him locked out and, and they wouldn't let him come in the church anymore. And he, he called me so dejected. He said, for the first time in my life, after preaching all these years, I don't have anywhere to preach this morning. And he went to preach at church. Didn't even know what was going on until they locked him out of the church and wouldn't even let him in. And he called me all dejected. And I said, wait a minute. Aren't you, uh, hadn't you led people to the Lord? Don't you know some good Christians? Start your church. Get out and knock on doors and go ahead. Don't stop here. And you know what he did? Uh, God gave him a piano player. God gave him a pianist. God gave him an organ, an organ player. The guy that owned the big racetrack there in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, told him, said, you can have my garage and meet in it and furnish him the chairs, furnish everything. And he was running 300 in attendance before he could turn around. He called me one day rejoicing. He said, I can't believe what's going on. God's furnished me everything I need. Now, I don't know about you, but I rejoice in that. I said, thank God, God's still in the business. Amen? Look at verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Now, one of the greatest joys of a Christian worker is to hear that someone that they have either led to Christ or encouraged in the work in doing a great job for the Lord. I, I, there was a man used to come to his church. I can't even think of his name right now. Anyhow, he's got a church down in, in uh, uh, 
South Florida. What's him out and go out down there? Good night. Anyhow, he's got a church down there. He's doing good. He's preaching on the radio now. And I was listening to him the other day. And he's preaching right down the old version Bible and the King James Bible. Preaching just just like if he was here with me and, and sat under my preaching. I said, praise the Lord. He's carrying on the work of the Lord and preaching. And good sermon, man. I, I love to hear him preach. I said, thank the Lord for it. Because he's still sticking to the truth. Amen. In verse 5, Blood, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers. Did you know that Jesus spoke a lot about uh, faithfulness? He always talked, well, I believe one of the greatest things that God um, loves a Christian to do is to be faithful. One of the greatest words in a Christian language should be faithfulness. Turn over to 1 Corinthians a minute with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Now, don't you look at just a verse with me. In verse 1 and verse 2, really. Verse 1 and verse 2. Let a man account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. More, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. And that's one of the greatest words that God uses when it comes to people serving the Lord. Proverbs 20, verse 6. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. Proverbs 28, 20. A faithful man shall abound with blessing, but he that maketh to it, uh, to, it uh, to be rich shall not be innocent. All through the Bible you find that one of the greatest things that a Christian can do is be faithful. And the more that I read this little book of 3 John, it speaks to us Christians. It's talking to Christians. How we're to live, pray for one another about our health, pray for one another about our Christian service, pray for us when we're successful, pray that when we're having a hard time that God will restore us, and he gives us an example of one that don't be like. He wrote in verse 9, I write unto the church, But the author priest, who loved to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Don't be like that guy. Uh, be like one that loves the brother, prays for the brother, wants people to be successful. Amen? And that's what we're to be like. That's a good example. I love this little book, and so I pray that you'll use it every day. Father, bless now the coming hour, we pray. I pray, dear God, that there be somebody here today that's never made a personal decision for Christ or is listening, and all they have to do is turn their face to you and say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Save me, and you'll do it. Bless us, we pray now throughout the day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.